2: The Sydney Swans are the first team into the preliminary final in 2022 after a come-from-behind 22-point victory in the qualifying final against Melbourne at the MCG. Despite being 12 points down early in the third quarter, the Swans dominated from there on in to run out 14-7-91 to the D's 10-9-69. It was a win built on pressure, which was sustained over the night. They lagged 25 forward 50 tackles, and in the end, they broke the D's and their fans' hearts. It was the ground ball edge as well that enabled them to kick a winning score, and it's condemned the D's to a cutthroat semi-final against the Lions next week at the G. The Swans will get a home preliminary final. The game was played in greasy conditions particularly early after a shower before things got underway. And it was a tight start and it was Melbourne actually who looked the better side in the opening term. Fritch particularly dangerous up forward with two goals as they took a 10 point lead. The Demons intercept game was causing Sydney all sorts of problems. Stephen May too good for Franklin and Edge maintained all night. In fact the contested marking all over the ground for Melbourne Appeared, it would be telling. In the second term, Melbourne still looked the superior side. But Sydney, as they always seem to be able to do, were able to hang on in there. And eventually they adapted their game going forward to avoid some of the intercept dominance. Franklin got under May's skin for a bit and the three and then 50 led to an important goal. And Papley was able to make his presence felt really important with his energy. The pressure started to lift. They created some opportunities. In fact, the Swans somehow managed to kick the last four goals of the first half off. The best being a Mills snap from a stoppage and a great one off the left boot from Dylan Stevens, who continued his rapid progression as a player. Petrarca was hampered after a kick in the back of the calf and Brayshaw had a quiet first half and he needed to lift as did many of his teammates. The Swans, a goal up at the main break and for a while in the third term it looked like Melbourne would rise to the occasion. The game opened up, they kicked three quick goals, two from Oliver, a number from free kicks. An incredible one from the bound from Bailey Fritch was the best of the lot but again the relentless Swans found a way Papley again instrumental and Lloyd getting forward kicked a great goal and the belief began to grow through it all Luke Parker was magnificent in the middle and he found more allies as the game was able to progress. Six goals to five in the third term, the Swans lead increased to 12 at the last and the onus was on Melbourne to find a way to come from behind, but they really had nothing to give. Any efforts from the likes of Oliver, Petrarca and Gorn didn't really materialise to anything of significance. In fact, they were goalless in the last quarter, the Swans kicking the only two majors of the final term. One of those was a second for Lloyd after a free and 50 metre from an unexpected crude shirt front from James Harms which is likely to cost him at least a week and then Heaney kicked the sealer and there was no way back for Melbourne so a stunning win for the Swans has them into a home preliminary final let's hear from our AFL Nation experts Dermot Brereton and Jared Healy.
3: Sydney had four multiple goal kickers Melbourne had two and one of those was Clayton Oliver coming out of the middle I just didn't get enough targets in the forward end. Their backline actually performed well. If you said you're going to hold Lance Franklin, perhaps to the most comprehensive beating I have seen of Lance Franklin. Gee, since he was playing in his first season, I oh, so that. Yeah, Melbourne win.
0: Yeah. Well, what I'm staggered at is just how much of a dominance that Melbourne's, uh, sorry, Sydney's midfield had over the top of Parker the number one midfield in the comp Parker was absolutely superb Uh, Mills did a good job in neutralising and picked up uh, 23 possessions himself Uh, Rowbottom is one of the the great unsung heroes of uh, the competition and particularly for Sydney and they really were led by Tom Hickey who was up against the All-Australian Ruckman and uh, the man regarded as the best in the business at the moment and he took took his colours we have a look at the way
3: that they set up this and we talk about leadership within teams and the likes and if you're going to label various forms of leadership, Luke Parker is a drill sergeant. He goes out there and he actually commits to the actions rather than pointing and directing. He does all that as well. But he is, his regard for his own health and safety is pretty poor actually. He's so brave. And the rest just tow the line. There was not one moment where, and we saw so many moments where Sydney players stood under the ball and got whacked and they just get up straight away. It's just, if you're a Swan supporter, glorious win, but you just love the way, these are the bloods. They they play like the Bloods,
2: and there were great scenes after the game as John Longmire and his team of youngsters on the rise and veterans like Sam Reed, Tom Hickey, and Lance Franklin all played such an important part. The coach John Longmire delighted. Let's hear from the winning coach.
0: Yeah, they've been in great form and they're playing. They've been playing such good footy, obviously with a, um, a quality team, and we knew it'd be a really tough one on the home deck and. But our lads just kept going and going and going. And, you know, I think the 28 tackles in the last quarter, I think their pressure was enormous. It just kept on getting greater the longer the game went. Our our, our, um, our pressure around the footy and, you know, just some big moments the boys stood up in and they did a really good job. So, you know, it was a super win.
1: I mean, there were two times, I speak when Melbourne got those real um, surges, like early in the second, early in the third, and yeah. very often the opposition teams saw sort of wilt under that. But your ability to respond both times must have been really pleasing. To
0: you. Yeah, that's well, Melbourne do it really well. They do it as good as anyone, don't they? They just um, they surge and they kick goals, multiple goals in a short period of time. But start at start of the third, it was you know, there was a few free kick goals. I think there was two or three of those. There was a couple of things that that um, didn't work out and. Um, to to our players' credit, they kept their head up and kept on working at what they know works, and and keep persisting at at um, the sort of footy that they knew would get us get us back. They didn't panic and um, they stayed composed and and went back to what we do.
1: do you feel like um, it's sort of a testament to your evenness as a team. I mean, you haven't got great performances from Buddy or McDonald, Heaney, pretty quiet, Warner pretty quiet, and yet you know you've come out and turned around a three goal deficit for a great win.
0: Yeah, look we we think we've got some good players but it's it's just not about that. And it's you know, it's about an even it's about being even and everyone contributing and 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 making sure that we all know what our role is. I know it's you know, it's a it's a cliche but it's a it's a real one, you know, it's just everyone working together and understanding what works for us uh, as a team and um, if you're not having a great night still still getting stuff done that we need to get done and um, it wasn't even performance and everyone contributed and even the blokes that didn't have great nights and, um, you know, it's about the, the, the system over the, over the course of four quarters and, and keep working at what we know works.
1: Some good examples of that individually too, like Buddy, well beaten early by May, but sort of, you know, wheeled himself into that physical contest in the, what, second quarter I think it was, and then... Um, that little cameo with Gorn and Hickey in the third quarter where Hickey gave away the free, Gorn kicks the goal and then Hickey mm. comes back and he answers the goal.
0: Yeah, that was at the point of that sort of period when we gave away those frees and kicking goals. And Look, they, they were clearly dominant in the air. And um, <clears throat> and so, you know, we, we needed to... There was a few things we were talking about during the course of the game and Stephen Mays a brilliant player. You know, he's a brilliant player. So, um, you know, but I thought once we got it to ground... Uh, a bit of dirty ball, wasn't perfect footy at times, but then we get on the hunt, and when we got on the hunt, um, I thought we were pretty good, and um, and so um, you know, sometimes it's just about getting the ball forward and, and getting to work, and I thought that was, you know, the ability to be able to respond, and Hick was a good example of that.
2: In the end, the Swans winning fourteen seven ninety-one to ten nine sixty-nine. Haywood, Lloyd, Papley, Reed, as is the Swans way, were all multiple goal kickers. So for Melbourne, they have to recover after really only being able to kick ten goals for the night, Fritch kicking three and Oliver two were their only multiple goal kickers. The best, of course, was Stephen May with his job on Lance Franklin and Oliver, who found plenty of the footy but really didn't have the influence we're used to. Let's hear what Simon Goodwin, the coach, had to say post-game.
4: Oh, look, I thought, you know, Sydney's defence was very good, especially in that third quarter. They were able to, to pin us in our back half for a period of time and they were able to maximise the opportunities that they had. You know, their pressure was outstanding throughout the whole night. Um, and for that period, they were able to lock us away and, and get the territory and, and win that battle. So it was a battle that they won convincingly in that phase of the game. And that's probably the part that turned the game the most. It also sounds saying-
1: like well, you fought the fish and just- Seems to be way too inconsistent um, over a long period of time. Is that something that's becoming a real concern now? Oh,
4: I thought tonight there were some times where we had some clear looks, and you know we, our fundamentals and basics were just off. You know ability to to handle, um, to execute the fundamentals required to to get that conversion that you need. Um, so yeah, look, that's something we continue to work on. You know when it's good, you execute, you score. When it's not, the opposition you give them a chance to defend, and you know we gave Sydney a good look in that space tonight. If,
1: if if Tom Mcdonald does continue to make progress, I mean, does he come into strong consideration for next week, or is it too oh, early to they, so? say?
4: They've got a big session tomorrow, yeah. so we'll assess that throughout the week. But that's something we're not thinking about right at the moment. You know, we just get through this week's game and then assess him during the week. Um,
2: Christian Tracker obviously looked pretty proppy all the way through. I mean, I guess what's the situation there, and in terms of next week, uh, I guess what's the feeling?
4: He got a pretty significant kick from Buddy in the just below the knee and the calf, so he's just got a, a contusion that we'll assess through the week, but he was pretty sore. Clearly, it limited his movement for the majority of the night and um, had a bit, bit of an impact on his game, but you know, he'll get that right and reset and hopefully be all clear and ready to go next week.
3: Obviously, Oliver, I think, was magnificent, but uh, he took a few knocks as well. In particular, I think his cheek, it sort of blew up at one stage and you strapped it up. Does that need? A, are you concerned about a potential break or any issue with that?
4: No, not at the moment. No, they're pretty clear. It's just a cut. Swollen up, and you know he'll get that treated and be assessed. But yeah, you know, I thought he was fantastic tonight. I thought his game was enormous, and um, he showed everyone what the quality
1: player that he is. One out of two against the Swans this year. They pushed you really close last year. Is there something fundamentally about their footy that troubles you guys? You reckon? Oh, I think they're cracking games of footy every time we play them. Even last year.
4: The three games that were played in the last two years, they've been contest, defensive-based games, and the, you know the two games this year, they've just been a little bit more efficient. You know, when they've had their opportunities, they had their time in their half. They've been a little bit more efficient in the way they've executed, and they've converted incredibly well. They've done it again tonight. You know, they kicked a goal at an astounding rate, and you know, full credit to them. They play a, a great brand of footy. They play a contested style. They pressure well, and they're they're efficient. So that's our challenge: is when we play them in those type of games, that the team that's the most efficient. Will come out on top.
2: At least for Melbourne, they'll get to meet a team they've had dominance over in the Brisbane Lions next week, but it will be cutthroat from here. Can they go back-to-back? Well, the job just got a whole lot more difficult. Don't forget the finals action continues on AFL Nation. A doubleheader starting in the twilight with Geelong against Collingwood and then the Bulldogs with the task on the road against Fremantle in Perth. Two upsets already. What's to come in this dramatic first week of finals? First of all, you can tune in to the team on Crunch Time and then follow the rest of the finals footy on AFL Nation. Swans all about the place, Stevens
5: to Hayward, it's coming back, first blood to the Bloods. Rushing forward now is Langdon after he got it from Sparrow and Fritz on the lead. All eyes to him, 40 out from goal as he puts it right through, all's good now. Sends it deep, two on two, Brown not far off it, gathered by Melchon, handball to Sparrow on there kicks it to the hot spot off hands row bottom ball to boot it lands in the square and trickles on for a goal got away from reed enough to get the kick to full forward brown just too tall then brown's coming round the corner right through the middle view it better, harms onto it gave it to Spargo, skirts away and then just tried to angle the kick beautifully off the outside
2: made the perfect adjustments and out to fill the space was Bailey Fritch. This to extend the lead to 10 points 35 metres out, only a slight angle and you consider the miss from Sam Reed. it's a big goal from Bailey Fritch to sway things in Melbourne's favour in this second
5: qualifying final The demons go into the forward pocket. Pickett, great strength against Lloyd's. Cosie Pickett from 45 out threads the goal. Franklin got knocked over again by May, and it's going to cost the 50-meter penalty. Haywood around the corner to make it good. He puts it on the board. Kick wasn't perfect. Allowed the swans in. Here's Warner. He decides to shape
2: the kick for Papley instead of blasting away. He's on his approach, ever so slowly.
5: Quickens now. Fires at goal and hits the target. Just 40 out from the Sydney goal. It goes up. Jackson tapped it straight to Mills. Fired at goal. Swans are in front. Wow. Hasn't that changed in a hurry? Stevens with footy in hand. Gets to 49. Probes superbly. What an inventive moment from Dylan Stevens. Paddy McCartan made the initial spoil. Fritsch underneath. Oh, can he sniff out a goal? Yeah. Hand pass jarred away by Oliver as well. Papley, though, swoops on it. Swings it a goal. Got it there. Oh, that was crucial. But his kick doesn't clear the defensive area. Picked up by Lloyd. He has a shot. Oh. The Lloyd's
2: prayer is answered. What a goal. Florent comes away after receiving from Rampy. From behind Reed. He's directly in front of the city end. Big kick. Kick the swans lead by 13. Haywood try to force his way through. Jackson beat him to the punch. Oh,
5: oh. arms has
2: cleaned up. Come Lloyd bad. has gone down. He's got up, but they come for Harms. It'll be a free kick and a 50.
1: He's he's a
0: right to the goal square. And
2: didn't he get up quickly? Lloyd,
3: well, get a look at the oh, that's he's going to be lucky to play any more games in the finals.
5: Young halves Meantime, Lloyd's kicked his second <laughs> Fox had a go, row right bottom to the square handy with the goal They're going to win They are not to be denied the Swans That makes it 24 points Exactly halfway through the final term A last gasp goal perhaps, it won't mean anything No, it came loose Sydney have control of the footy The siren about to sound at the MCG. And the winner is Sydney. Melbourne's back-to-back campaign is now backs to the wall.